What does it actually take to make $40,000 per month online? Hi, I'm Jared Krause, host of the Buying Online Businesses podcast. And in this episode, I'm speaking with Adam Smith, who's from Niche Website Builders. And he's bought, sold, and flipped many websites, content websites, for excellent profits. We've talked about that on our podcast before and other episodes. He's also the co-founder of Niche Website Builders, where they help people scale their content sites through content and link building. Now, in this podcast episode, it's part two of a podcast that I did with Mark Mars but I'm getting the other half of Niche Website Builders, Adam Smith, to finish off um, in part two. And what we do is we talk about how they have one client who built a $1.6 million business in 12 months and how that business makes them $40,000 per month. And we talk about what it actually costs them in terms of time, money, and resources. So we talk about the domain that they bought to build this site, how much it cost to buy that domain, what type of you know what type of domain it was, what was involved in purchasing that, and the story behind it. We also talk about how much content that they produce for this actual website, how much it cost them, how many words, how many articles. We also talk about them purchasing additional domains as redirects into the main website that came with a lot of backlinks, which is was part of their backlink building strategy and a cheaper method for doing so when building backlinks and how they structured the website and their articles around buying multiple age domains to build a site out with great SEO and great content that produces a great amount of traffic coming to the site with a great income. We also talk about some of the things they did with the homepage SEO wise and having you know the least amount of clicks to get to the content. We also talk about some of the other link building they did towards the end of the podcast episode. Now, this is such a valuable episode and what it takes to build a content site on an age domain, how much it can cost and what the results can be. Of course, a disclaimer that these results are not typical. We talk about what the average time frame may be to start seeing results and, and how much it actually may cost you if you were to go down this route. So such a valuable episode. I know you guys are going to love it. Do you want to build or grow your content website? Niche website builders have helped hundreds of people to take their content websites from a few hundred dollars per month to over tens of thousands of dollars per month with crafted content creation, buying age domains and link building strategies. These strategies have helped people increase their traffic, authority, monthly earnings, and their website valuation too. Head to nichewebsite.builders forward slash B-O-B forward slash to get 10% off any link building or 10% more from their content creation services. That's nichewebsite.builders forward slash Bob forward slash. I'll put a link in the description too. Adam, how lucky are we? We get to chat on the reg about online business. <laughs> it's like we're best friends now. We're best I love it. I love it. We're sharing our travel stories and everything. It's good. Uh, yes. Yeah. So this this episode, we're going to dive in to the case study that we started talking about with Mark, your co-pilot and co-founder and niche website builders. And we started talking about how you, one of your clients, you built this this asset, $1.6 million asset, which is a business. Um, we talked a lot about tomb rating, SEO style, you know, backlinks, how many backlinks should you, you use and all that sort of stuff. But in this episode, we want to specifically get to what happened with this deal uh, and this business and how did you how did you actually get these results? So let's start off with, I think you first, I think the uh, it was that 
the person, your client, bought an age domain. Let's talk about that first. How much did they spend? We don't need exact figures, but um, roughly how much, uh, what type of domain? Sure. What, what goes into into that? Sure. So um, you're right. We we were actually, me and Mark were actually watching the domain at auction ourselves, at GoDaddy auction, uh, the, you know, the day that it was, that it was about to, to expire. Uh, or the day that the auction mm. was ending, essentially. And, um, you know, it was on our short list of domains that we would typically look at purchasing anyway. And then, you know, we have a set criteria of how much we're going to pay. And this went over that set criteria by quite a bit. And at the time, we were like, wow, why Why is this comfort so, why is this domain so for so much? It was, it's so, so for kind of high teens, shall we say, in terms of, you know, between fifteen and $20,000. Um and it turns out the reason being, I think, is because it has an affiliation to someone that's quite famous, someone that's quite well known. Um, and um, yeah, at that night we watched the auction and then we, we just forgot. We thought, okay, somebody paid for this domain and that's it. And then literally the next day, yeah. the guy emailed us and said, hey, I won this domain last night. Can you help me build out a site? Well, that was you. We were watching it. What, what the heck? What? Oh. So yeah, but um, the that's domain cool. itself was that's like cool. I say, it was. It, had an affiliation with someone, um, someone quite famous at some point during the time. It was like one of their phla- uh, philanthropy projects, um, and I believe uh, it was uh, around. Um, <clears throat> it was a, about a DR forty four, I think, uh, but a, a strong DR forty four. The backlinks were super niche relevant, um, and uh, yeah, it, w- it was a very strong domain to start with. Well rounded domain. Cool, cool. So DR forty four. Um, had some famous person in philanthropy. Are we talking a, a one word dot com? Uh, are we talking four figures, five figures, six figures, seven figures? How how much are we are we looking at that it went for? It was, it was between fifth, <laughs> if it was we between check. fifteen and twenty thousand dollars for the domain. Um, okay. And no, it's not a one word. It's uh, the something something, um, and it wasn't even a dot com. Yep. Uh, it was a dot org. So okay. it's, uh, that, that's why okay. we were at the so, shop when we saw the auction going so high to start with. Like, yeah, yeah, without a without a dot com and, and and sort of three words sounds like so between fifteen and twenty dr forty four, and then so this person just out of the blue, you know, you one day looking at it, somebody sold it, and then they say, hey, give us give us a hand. Um, that's pretty cool. So. What happened yeah. from there? You know, when somebody goes, I've bought a domain, what did you what did you chat about? What were the things that you decided or thought would work to put in place? And and let's yeah. start that off. Sure. So um, we had an, an initial kind of onboarding call, like a discovery call, where we talk about some of our, our ideas uh, and they present some of their ideas about direction that we could take the site in. Um, uh, and this site's in, a, in a, a niche or a niche that's super expansive. You can pretty much keep on adding content uh, forever. Um, so in, in those cases, it's where do you start is the hardest part, I think. Like, how, how do you know which subtopic of the, of the overall niche to start with? Um, and this is great where our, our tomb raiding keyword research comes in because you, you don't have to pick. You can look at the competitors in the space, see what's working well for those guys and base the research on there. So I won't dial, dial, delve into the tomb raiding because I think you and Mark covered that quite a bit last last call. But essentially, we, we talked about tomb raiding and and how that would guide us in our direction for the initial content. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Yeah, so I'm just going to pull up the podcast episode that um, Mark and I did, so people know what number it actually is, uh, so they can go back yeah. and check it out. 
<clears throat> because we did cover, like you said, we did cover the tomb rating SEO and we covered a bunch of other things. It's episode number 155 um, on how to build a $1.6 million content website in 12 months with Mark Mars. So check that out, guys. That'll be part one of this. And then this is part two now where we're going to dive into how much content, like how much content, let's talk about what type of content info, affiliate, uh, and then we'll talk about I'd love to talk about structure and all that sort of stuff. So what was the starting point? You've got this domain and where did you go with content? Do you decide what type of content to create and how much? And what was the answer for that? Sure. So so given the fact that the client had spent quite a bit of, of money on the initial domain, uh, he wanted to launch the site with quite a large amount of content to start with. So we launched yeah. the site in yeah. December uh, 2020 with 150,000 words of content. It's the kind of, it's all informational based content, or I'd say 96, 97% is informational based content. Um, it's a specific type of content. It's like a list, typically the listicle type. So, you know, for example, the, we did, um, we looked at a, an age domain on our live stream this week, which was about birds. And one of the listicle types that we, we, we come up with was, you know, 50 blackbirds, uh, backyard blackbirds in New York or 25 birds that have redheads. It's that, that kind of informational so type of, yeah. of content. Yeah, that's it. Um, so yeah, we, we built the site. We launched it initially with 150,000 words. On average, each piece of content was around 1,500 to 2,000 uh, words long. Um, and very quickly, we saw some some nice early traction. Like even for an age domain, we saw very, very good early traction for the site. Within the first couple of days, there was traffic. And within the first couple of weeks, it was getting a couple of hundred visitors a day, um, which then you know gave the client confidence that I, I want to keep going. I've I've spent a lot on the domain. I've put a lot of content. I can see this is taking off. And we were kind of giving some advice and saying, like, this is really fast, even for an age domain, to gain this kind of traction. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if you've got the resources, this is this is one to push. So in January, we agreed to, to add more content, and that was pushed live in February with another, another 150,000 words. Um, and then whilst that was being uh, published, we were adding – we were still – we were creating more content. And I, I guess I can we can go into, like, the, the full schedule of content, but – Essentially, it, it was it was about two million words of content over over 13, 13 months. Essentially, the site has. Wow. Okay. So one hundred and fifty hundred fifty thousand words. One you know fifteen hundred to two thousand words uh, per article. So we're looking at about a hundred ish articles, I guess, on average, yeah. right? And so that means that was one hundred fifty thousand words. Sort of times that by ten, you got one point five mil. Uh, so we're looking at what about two times by ten? So we're looking at about a thousand, a thousand articles over the, the time frame of this. Is that right? Yeah, it's slightly less. There's about nine hundred pieces of content on there. You started seeing traffic. What did you say within a week? Yeah, it was very, very quickly, like incredibly Crazy. quick. It's yeah, within within the first week there was traffic, and within the first kind of five or six weeks, the the site was getting a couple of hundred visitors per day. Okay, a couple of hundred visitors. So when was the the milestones, and this can be rough, when were the milestones of, say, 100,000 page views um, to more? Like what sort of page views are we getting now with it? And then what do you, do you know the milestones of that? Kind of, not, not exactly. So uh, I know in, yeah. um, I just pulled up analytics in January, the site got 3.3 million page views. So that was month 13. It's 3.3 million. Um, 
but it wow. is on it was on it's on kind of like an exponential growth path because it got to two million in November. So it went from two million to three point three million in just two months essentially. And I think it was around uh July or August time that it got to about a million. So from December to kind of July or August, that's how long it took to get to a million page views per month, which again is just incredibly, incredibly fast. <laughs> that's wild. That's wild. It really is. Yeah. So for people listening, they're like, all right, cool, I can buy an age domain um, and then just add a bunch of content to it. Now, in theory, it's pretty simple, but there's more that goes on behind the scenes of what type of content that you should be creating. Of course, the Tomb Rating SEO uh, keyword research is something you guys are really good at, which we cover in episode 155 with Mark. So listen to that, guys. And then once you've got a bunch of content, like what? how do you structure putting the content out? Do you just go, cool, let's just drop 100 posts a month? <laughs> uh, or do you put them through yeah. daily? Do you <clears throat> tell me a bit more about the structure on how you release them and publish them and how you also sure. put them into different maybe categories on the site or put them in different places on the site? And, and how did that look like and work for you guys? Like, and did that, that was that a big help? Or not? Yeah, sure. That, that's a great question. Um, and in this case, we kind of had conversations with the the client that if the site continued on its current tra- trajectory, that he was willing to, to keep adding content. Like I said, the niche is, is almost never ending. There's you could add literally ten million words, I think, in this space and still have stuff to talk about. So we talked early on mm-hmm. about if the site continues to to see this trajectory, like he's going to keep adding content. He's going to keep adding fuel to the fire. Um, so we didn't worry about any kind of publishing schedule. We just added the content and pushed it live as quickly as we could. As, as soon as it was ready, then it was pushed live, typically on a like a four-week schedule, ideally. So if we create 150,000 words in four weeks, we would upload it to the website, we would check it, and once it's all ready to go, then we would publish it all live within, within a couple of days, essentially. And then we would move on to the next batch, which would be another 150,000 for the next four weeks. And then once that's ready, just push it out. In terms of like structure, in terms of like categories, um, the category structure of this website evolved quite a bit over time. Um, And I'll I'll talk about a reason why that changed, but before that, I'll just talk about kind of the way we set up the site. So whenever we build a site, we never hard code the the category into the the URL. We never use that as the permalink. It's never forward slash category, forward slash post. Just because we understand as a site grows, you probably will need to amend like the category structure. So it started off really basic. In this case, we had like almost two very broad categories to start with. And then as we started adding more content, it made sense not to have, you know, 150 pieces of content under one very broad category. We could break it down into subcategories. Mm-hmm. And then that also led us into, uh, we, we started acquiring other age domains to redirect into this site. And that influenced the category structure quite a bit too, because we would make a new category around whatever subtopic of the domain we were, we were going to redirect in. So if you think, for example, this might have been a site about sports, if we found another age domain that was about tennis, we would go and we would create you know, the next batch of 150,000 words of content around tennis specifically. We would create a new subcategory called tennis, and then we would redirect the tennis domain into that um, category of content. And then the next month we might find a, an expired domain about rugby and we'll create another 150,000 words about rugby, a uh, new category, and then redirect the domain into that category of, of content all about rugby. So 
the category structure was influenced in two ways. One is just spreading it out, and the other one is, is, is was through the age domain acquisition that we went on as well. Wow. Okay. So buying more age domains and creating categories around, not creating a site, separate site for that, but creating category on that own pay your domain domain that you bought first on that website. Okay. And how many domains did you or, or, or did the owner purchase? And, and how, so there were six, six domains in there. Yeah, so there were six domains, six domains in total. Um, and they went from December through till June. Um, so basically, it was one a month apart from April because we couldn't find uh, one that was that was worthy of, of redirecting in in April. Um, mm-hmm. So in December we redirected in a DR thirty nine, and in January we re- redirected in a DR forty eight, and in February another DR forty eight, and in March a DR twenty five. And then we didn't do one for April, and then May a DR thirty nine, and June a DR thirty one. So six fairly powerful domains were redirected in uh, over the course of the first seven months, basically. Oh wow! Okay, so thinking about those domains, where it sounds like they've they've been purchased between the five to twenty thousand dollar range as well, right? Is am I wrong? Or no. Is that, so the, know, what are we talking? Yeah, the, 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 those domains were, were were cheaper. They would they would be what we would consider like a typical domain of, of those kinds of costs they were around between okay. kind of three and four thousand dollars each okay so in between three to four k for each of those so we got so six right so yeah it was about know, eighteen thousand um, in, times in domain additional domain yeah. costs yeah yeah cool okay and then each domain if you're doing 150,000 words you roughly have about 90 posts per domain per category Something like that. Yeah, okay. pretty much. All right. Wow. Okay. Cool. I, I, I like, I well like this it. Point, but um, yeah, just just because um, this is a question uh, that people always ask is, okay, well, that's awesome. You redirected in six domains. How did that affect the site's DR? Like it started as a DR44. Yes. What is it now? And uh, it's a DR64 now, <laughs> uh, which is pretty good, okay. I think. It's it's except it's um, exponentially harder to go up a DR the higher you go up. So to go from a ten to a twenty is a lot easier than to go from a fifty to a sixty, for example. So yeah, mm. just thought I'd throw that in there because I, I think it's a question people would probably want to know or will ask in the comments or something. Yeah, I mean from 40, 45 to sixty. 44 i think 45 to 65 is, is so real. 64 yeah. yeah it's really good and so why why did this work why does buying a dom- another domain work and adding that as a as a category and a bunch of content on the main site why does it work how does it work Obviously, uh, the disclaimer that we need to make is that the domains that have been purchased need to be in niche i guess uh and, and how similar do they need to be? I know there's a lot of questions in there, but I just want to unpack this. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's they're great questions. So the thing I would always always suggest people when they are thinking about buying a domain to redirect to, them, to their main site is it needs to be of the same kind of quality that you would build a money site on, your main site. Like you can't cut, you, you can't cut corners. Somebody asked us a question the other day about how much um, would you expect to pay for a money site domain versus a, a redirect domain? And the answer is the same. Like you, the quality should be the same. So first of all, you, sh- you should put it through the same vetting process. It should be the same quality. If it has any kind of red flags or anything like that, then then you just walk away from it. Um, 
relevancy is really important uh, mm. to the overall topic. The closer you can match it, uh, the better. It's the same w- however you work with an age domain. Relevancy is always key. Um, <clears throat> the one thing that you should probably try and look for when you are thinking about a domain to redirect to your to your main site is look at where the the, the majority of the links point on the or on, on the the site that you're going to redirect in. So they point to the homepage. Um, so they point to individual pieces of content. If they're all, if the majority of them are pointing to the homepage, that's great because you, you've got free reign over what content you can create when you are redirecting it to your acquisition page. And we'll probably come on to the strategy around that in a second. Um, but if there's lots of individual pages that have lots of, of great links, you probably need to factor in that into your, you know, the 90 pieces of content you're going to create. You need to factor in some of those are going to have to be created so you can redirect the individual pages to um, to those as well. So. But why it works, I think um, redirecting age domains in, into sites, as long as it's done right and the domains are good and you've done a lot of your vetting, it's a super cost-effective way of link building. Mm. <laughs> like, for example, this site went from uh, about five, uh, 400 referring domains to almost 9,000 referring domains over the course of 12 months. And the majority of or a big chunk of that was taken up through, through redirect. And if you were to try and buy or, you know, Try and build eight thousand links. It would cost you way more than eighteen thousand dollars in what it costs for these for these redirected domains. So it's it's really cost effective if done right. Wow, what a what an awesome strategy! So you're buying a basically you're not just buying one sort of backlink. You're buying a hub of backlinks really that you can plug into yeah. your site. And I guess you you buy that. You know, say that you bought he's bought his first domain, you built all the content on that, and you bought the second one, and you just redirect that second domain straight to the category page with all the blog posts. Is that what you do, or do you re- where do you redirect? Almost, it to? yeah, almost. So we create a specific uh, acqu- page that we call an acquisition page, um, and the first part, kind of paragraph of that acquisition page, will talk about how your main site has acquired this other site and how you're going to welcome all the readers and, and you know, cool. basically just talk about it being acquired. And then mm-hmm. underneath that, then you're going to have uh, almost like a skyscraper piece of content. So going back to my example, if, if this was a tennis domain, we would redirect in, we would say, this site is acquired, this site, welcome all the readers. If you don't know who we are, this is who we are. Oh, and also this is the history of tennis and how it was, how it was started. It would be a couple of thousand word piece of content, but in there would be internal links to all those 90 pieces of content that we've created about tennis. So it's very similar to a category page, mm-hmm. but we call it an acquisition page. It's a standalone, it's a standalone, it stands alone uh, as well as the category page. And then we would redirect the domain, all of the posts, if, if there's nothing to match up one-to-one, straight to that acquisition page to power up that page. And then through those internal links, it passes all those power down through to the individual blog post that we've created about tennis and distributes the power through that category uh, quite evenly and quite nicely um and then typically then we'd also put out a press release to say that your site has acquired the other site um just to try and make it look as natural as possible if a if one business acquires another business typically this is what they will do they'll make some kind of acquisition page they'll talk mm-hmm. about it they'll want some press they'll put out a pr statement and we just want to show to google that you know we're, we're imitating what a real business would do if they acquired another one. And so you do that what on socials and, and, and things like that? 
the press. Just just a PR uh, a press release uh, service. So there's um, you can use okay, Web Twenty Ranker yeah. or Thirty Eight Digital Media. Yeah. Cool, cool. And so, say you've got ninety posts for each category. You have 90, 90 internal links on that acquisition page. Is that throughout the content, yes. or is it you know a, a list, or like it's it's quite a lot? No, th- throughout. <laughs> so c- contextual, uh, and it's cool. we, we've got a, a couple of couple of members on our team now that have got really good at creating these acquisition pages. It, to start with, it was really hard because you have to write like mm. a. A two or three thousand word piece of content that contextually and as naturally as possible internally links to 90 pieces of content it's hard yeah. but they're really great to do yeah, it I sometimes get them back i'm like wow how did you manage to do that <laughs> <laughs> and have it read good right like that's a good that's a that's yes. a tough task good on you yeah so all right that's that's excellent that is obviously for people listening it's not just Hey, let's just buy a domain, put a bunch of content on it, and we're going to be we're going to be good to go. Um, obviously, you're going to structure the content in different ways. You put different types of content, you know, subheadings and uh, you know, video. I'm sure you use and images. I wanted to uh, speak about this, the whole sort of site structure. I under we understand now what it, what it looks like buying an age domain and building content around that and plugging that into a main site. But let's talk about the the main site homepage structure and then how you get to f- all of the other content. So, you know, the, the six domains with the 90 each, 90 pieces of content each of those. How do you get to that? Uh, I do, the reason I ask is because I do business breakdowns in uh, the inner circle uh, mastermind that we have with a bunch of our clients with content sites and also econ businesses and structure out what they need on the homepage and and why the most important question is why it needs to be there um and how important it is so i'm curious to hear how you know the home page of this site looks did you sort of structure in a way that you've got lots of categories most popular um, pieces of contents uh any authority sort of things put on the site um yeah what does it look like sure without telling us the domain (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so the, the homepage is, is fairly basic. Um, the homepage has a, a little bit of content on there, and then it has um, basically three of the main categories uh, broken down, uh, and it's got a link to, to each of the category pages, so you can go straight to the category page from the homepage. Uh, it's got a, a small amount of text around you know like what this category co- category covers. And then it's got a link to uh, automatically pulls in the the latest three posts from each category. So it's not a it's not a very it's a basic homepage to be honest. There's not a ton of stuff on there. Mm. Visually, there's there's like three posts for each category that pull in automatically based on date and the link to all of the the, the categories um, on the homepage. The one thing which we do make sure of though, uh, in terms of site structure, um, two things. One is. Um, the categories, like the category structure or the menu structure, uh, is, is typically very flat. We don't have like uh, sports, and then underneath sports, ball sports, and then underneath that, tennis, and then underneath that, table tennis. Like mm-hmm. la- 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 layers deep, it's very, it's a very flat structure, um, mm-hmm. and that allows us on the home page and the menu structure then to have pretty much all of the categories laid out on the home page. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's the one thing. And then the other thing is that we're also big fans of custom category pages. Um, so we don't typically tend to use the standard WordPress category page. And the main reason being, if you've got a, 
if you use if you've got a, a category with ninety posts in, for example, and you use the standard WordPress category structure, typically it'll be paginated or paginated. I never know how to pronounce that word correctly, but you'll have like page two, page three, page four before you get to the end of those ninety posts. Mm. Uh, and what that does is it increases overall uh, site click depth, which basically means how far away is a piece of content from the home page. And if you use those kind of category pages, typically you have to click on the category, then you might have to click next, next, next five times. And if you imagine the Google bot having to do that, it's it's tedious. Yeah. Um, so when we make a custom category page, we don't use the, the pagination or pagination. It's all of the posts are on the one page. So on the sites that we build, all of the categories or all the menus are in, all the categories are in the menu structure, and then if you click any of those categories, you can view any post within two clicks from the homepage, essentially. Good rule of thumb, two clicks from the homepage to get to to get to get content. You don't want to make it harder for Google. And when you make it harder for Google, you're making it harder for users anyway. Um, so it's basically the same. Same with user yeah. experience. When the user experience isn't great, Google's going to find out. So uh, I like that. I want to touch on, uh, before we talk about how much you know they spent, on content and all the different things yep. sort of break it down. I want to talk about link building. Basically, it looks like the link building was done through the acquisition of these uh, other age domains. But were there some other things, uh, were there some outside link building done as well? Or were there some other things that we may be missing um, other than buying age domains, creating categories, creating content for those categories, creating content for the main age domain? and structuring the site with some other things that we, we may be missing. Yes, we did uh, a, a shock and skyscraper campaign, link building campaign uh, towards the, the later end of the site build as well. Um, uh, and that lasted for the setup month and three months of outreach. And then we switched then over to uh, our new service, which is Haro link building. Uh, and we did that for two reasons. One is, is Haro link building is, is great for building like high quality uh, typically editorial type links. So they're, they're really good, high quality links. But the other thing it's really good at is building a digital footprint for the persona or the the, the the person on the About Us page of the website. And typically most websites have a fake persona on the About Us page. It's a image from this person does not exist yeah. and a whole invented backstory. And that means they don't have any digital footprint. And, you know, in certain mm-hmm. niches, Eat or expertise, authority, and trust is is not that important. And in other niches, it it is important. But I think over time, it's going to become important for all as Google figures out how to, you know, understand is someone a, a genuine expert or not. So when you when you link build using Haro, you'll reach out as the person on the about us page to these journalists, and you know it could be Adam, who's a specialist in tennis, for example, and has been a tennis coach for ten years. And then when they link back mm-hmm. to your website or when, when they link back and use your quote in the article, typically they will mention you by name. They'll say, you know, this is a quote from Adam Smith from tennis.com. And what that does is it starts to build this digital footprint around someone that's, that's not real. And you start to build real expertise, authority, and trust for someone that's not real and doesn't, you know, typically doesn't deserve it. But it's a great way of, of adding a level of eat to your site and going above and beyond what competitors typically do or or are typically doing so yeah we've, we've also we've also started some haro and, and that campaign's ongoing now wow okay cool what a what a lesson on building eat um it's it, it's a so when you are linking to say adam who's an expert on tennis 
are you where are you linking it to? Are you linking it to a social account or are you linking it to somewhere else to have a digital footprint built up somewhere else? Or how is this, what's this link look like? No, it usually comes back to the homepage of the website. The thing with Haro, okay. you you can't control where the link is built to. They might link to the About Us page on the website, but typically they link to the, the homepage. But the anchor text that they use to link, well, you know, yeah. more often than not, we'll say, you know, this is a quote from Adam Smith at tennis.com and the anchor text would be Adam Smith at tennis.com, for example. And it it mentions gotcha. the person by name uh, and, and that's where the, you know, the, the link is between that person then, the name being yep. on a high authority site and in the anchor text linking back to you. Um, that's where you start to build that, that eat uh, for the site then or for the person. Yeah, the EAT is an interesting one. Um, <clears throat> something that I'm working with all of my clients on, on how to build it in a win-win for multiple people. And that you, you, you explain it the exact way that I explain it is that what is EAT is basically you need to have a digital footprint um, that Google can see. And most sites don't have that, but it can be built if you understand some, you know, some ways that you can do it. Um, that can, for example, one of our clients yesterday was yesterday. Sorry, it was on Tuesday. We had a call and he said, look, I've got all these people reaching out to me wanting to do this sort of work with my site. I'm like, great. You don't need to do outreach to get EAT. It's it's coming to you, uh, which is one of our strategies yeah. um, that I kind of keep with my mastermind clients uh, before it gets too widespread. <laughs> so let's talk about the, the investment. We'll wrap it up with the investment that they've made in this. So we've got the domain. Uh, in between fifteen to eighteen thousand dollars, then you got the six additional domains, which is around the eighteen thousand dollar mark range. Then you've got the content. How much? How much con- do they spend on content? So we've got roughly eighteen plus eighteen to thirty six k. How much do they spend on content? It's about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which which sounds an awful lot. It is an awful lot. <laughs> it's probably out of the reach of most people that are starting a website and they don't have that kind of money to to drop on content over a 12-month period. So I should probably caveat this whole podcast by saying, like, this is a high-return website, mm. but it was also a very high... There was a lot of money that went into this site in a short space of time too. So it's it's not really your typical kind of results that you would you would expect by, like you say, just buying a domain and putting some content, content on there. You wouldn't get these kind of results just doing that. So, yeah, just to, just to caveat the whole interview with that. Of course, I think it's really important to say so. You know, we're looking around around 190k that's been put into this, um, and obviously it wasn't completely from scratch because we've bought uh, multiple, multiple, and basically bought seven age domains, good age domains, um, to build this out. I wanted to talk about scalability because people may be thinking, "Oh, okay, what if I started with 50k and I saw that all right, I bought a domain for 10k." And then went, all right, I'll put 20K into, uh, you know, put 20, 10K into content and then 10K into another um, five domains. Uh, and then, you know, they spent 50, you know, would they typically start seeing, because this is not a typical result, you know, you started seeing results within a few days, a few weeks, and then you can yeah. see the scalability. And I'm sure the business started making money uh, through ad revenue pretty quickly 
was there, you know, was he able to draw much out of the business to reinvest into it or was it mostly out of pocket? Yeah, so that's a great question. Uh, the, I think the business became pretty self-sufficient uh, after like the first six to eight months. I think in January, the site was doing over $40,000 a month in ad revenue. Um, it's way more than kind of self-sufficient now. It, <laughs> it pays for the ongoing content and ongoing links and pretty much anything else the site needs and a ton more. Um, so yeah, the, the idea would the ideal would be to get to the, the site to the point where it's paying for new content to start yeah. with. And then yeah. once it's paying for new content, anything above that is 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 profit then and, and money back in your pocket to start paying off your initial investment. Each site gets yeah. there slightly differently, slightly different time zones and stuff. And you know, what I would say is each each project is different. Some projects we might say you need a higher investment in content, and we'll you know we'll look for less expired domains for you. Or some might say like you know we've got an awesome domain to start with. We don't really need any any expired domains for the first six months. Let's put most of that budget mm. into content and see what happens. Yeah, I think that's great because when you think about this, this 190k has gone into this uh, this as an investment. Maybe at the start it was you know 80k. Uh, you know, half of that. So people thinking like, I don't have, you know, 200K to, to spend on this, but there's possibility of, hey, start with, you know, you can start with 30, 40, um, and then as it yeah. starts to make the money. Obviously, six months is pretty fast. Um, you may be looking at 12 months for it to be able to yeah. pay for all the content itself, but that's a big disclaimer we need to make as well. Yeah, definitely. This, this is not yeah. this is not a get rich quick kind of thing. You should be you should ideally be looking like 12, 12 to eighteen months really to see kind of like any kind of decent returns. This site is just uh, it's something different, something special. I think. Yeah, totally, totally. Well, congratulations on on this. Congratulations to you guys and the owner. Um, I'm so stoked for for all parties involved, really, and. Where can people? Where can we send people to find out more about what you guys are doing and how you've been able to help other people do the same? Sure. So um, I'm assuming you're going to put your your link in the in the show notes. So come to our website, use Jared's link. Uh, we've got a special offer for on for uh, for Bob customers where you can get some additional content or some money off link building if you if you wanted to work with us. Um, if you're not sure if you want to work with us yet, then you can go onto our website and book a free 30 minute call, uh, like a, almost like a strategy call. Um, we'll talk you through some options. You can ask us questions, you know, almost pick our brains for 30 minutes, essentially. Um, and then if you decide you want to move forward, then go back through Jared's link and claim your discount and claim your free content, essentially. But yeah, over at Niche Website Builders, nichewebsite.builders, um, uh, that's probably the easiest place to get to us. There's a little chat icon on there if you want to send us a message or like say there's a book a call button on pretty much every page. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on, Adam, and sharing. Guys, there will be a link in the show notes. Uh, check them out. Also, if you did like this episode, please make sure you hit the subscribe button so you can listen to more. And if you thought this was valuable and that you know other people that would have thought this would be valuable too, please make sure you share this podcast episode with them. Speak to you soon, guys. Bye.